Hey guys, this is Dustin from Music the Lifeblood. Real quick, I want to tell you guys about my favorite Midwestern record store, Indie CD and Vinyl, located at 806 Broad Ripple Ave in the throbbing Broad Ripple neighborhood of Indianapolis, Indiana. They've got stacks of wax, metal, hardcore, punk rock, reggae, crazy electronic shit that you've never even heard of that you got to check out. Indie CD and Vinyl has it all. You can find these guys on Facebook and Twitter at Indie CD and Vinyl. Go check them out. Indie CD and Vinyl, where the music is at. Hey folks, Big Jake here just to take a minute and remind you that Music the Lifeblood is not a politically correct podcast. So the following episode might have some colorful commentary on the subjects at hand. Listener discretion is advised. Sitting around with time to kill. If we don't do it, then no one will. Our eyes are cold, our thoughts are old. Fifteen minutes till we lose control. You are now listening to Music the Lifeblood. Generation behind. Going nowhere's just fine. Maybe tonight's the night we die. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into another episode of Music the Lifeblood. I am your very humble host. Joined with me, as always, is my partner in crime, the Robin to my Batman, the Vader to my Palpatine, the Jelly to my Peanut Butter. Big Jake, what are we talking about? Does the date January 15th, 1947 mean anything to you, Dustin? (laughs) That's not... Yeah, yeah. No. Does Los Angeles, January 15th, 1947 mean anything to you? Uh, now it does. Does it? I got it. Does it? I got it. How about the name Elizabeth Short? Oh, sad. Sad, but relevant. Sad face. <laughs> Today, we're talking about the Black Dahlia murder. All these people were, by the way. That was that was when the Black, Black Dahlia murders happened. It was, yeah. yeah. Did you did you look into the actual? I might have. <laughs> <laughs> there may have been a little bit of, of uh, intermission while I right. was looking into the Black Dahlia murder. Where I was just like, "What actually happened with this?" And it was like, "Oh, oh, that's oh, that's rough." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's some it's some it's Jack, way worse than I thought. It's some Jack the Ripper kind of shit. Like it's super awful. It's really bad. Yeah, and we don't know. And we'll never know never, now. Never yeah. figured it out. Never. We yeah. don't. We don't. Same thing with Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Some people thought Jack the Ripper traveled time. I've heard that. That's uh. That seems a little because uh, of the movie. Seems a little far fetched. The one movie with um, Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> I have no idea what movie that is. <laughs> Look it up. Jack Just- the Ripper was like <laughs> historical England, though. So I mean, Whitechapel area. Yeah, I yeah, I can yeah. lay some Jack the Ripper knowledge on you. I bet I know Jack from Power Stone on the Sega Dreamcast is supposed to be Jack the Ripper. <laughs> what? That's what I know. <laughs> okay. All right, so yes, it's the Black Dahlia murder. Episode. Yeah, the Black Dahlia murders. We the not the not we're not talking about the historical event. <laughs> we're speaking of the American death metal band. Yeah. Well, wait. Yeah. Melodic death metal. Melodic death metal. Yeah, that was pasted fucking everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's a, um, I think that's a holdover from the MySpace days. Oh, melodic death metal? Yeah, the, death the metal. term, because everybody, <laughs> morbid angel. 
Yeah. Melodic. It was that way for like... Man, everything was that way back on the MySpace. <laughs> right. Do you remember a genre of music just... I remember the day it came up on MySpace and being like, the fuck is that? And still to this day, I don't know what it is, but it was rock, okay. metal, right, concrete. <laughs> what? There was a genre called concrete. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. To this day, I don't I, know what that is. I think uh, I think it was uh, Nick Swartzen. He made a joke about <laughs> he made a joke about how you can pick your your sexual orientation on MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Straight, gay, not sure. <laughs> You're, I forgot about that. Oh my god. He made the joke like, dude, I don't know what the fuck I've been doing. Because you can see like there's probably, you know. Uh, I don't know what I like. All I know is that I'll dig a hole in the yard and fuck it. You know what I mean? I don't like, know what I that means, but that's what I do. <laughs> I that's there's got to be a Tumblr definition for that. Uh, there has to be a get word. Out of here with that. We should do a Tumblr. We should episode. Not. I don't. We don't need that kind of backlash. Just real quick though. Yeah. Real quick real though. Quick, real quick. I was. Because Music the Lightblood, we have a Tumblr. We do. We, we go, do. And yes. once, I would say every three months, yeah. I pop in there to check the notifications, and I just kind of bitty-bopped around yeah, yeah, on yeah. a couple you know, links. Oh, what's this? What's this? And I ran into this, I can't remember what the band was called, but they were doing some sort of avant-garde noise core thing yeah. that sounded yeah. like just video game noises. Layered over the top of water running, mm. and what sounded like someone stirring a jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. Bad. Yes. And I looked at it and I was like, "Gross." Hmm. <laughs> we what, should get them on the show. What Who do is I? This? <laughs> what do I do with this information <laughs> right, now? <right. laughs> Gross. All right. Anyway, it's the Black Dahlia murder episode. Now, yes. before we jump into the meat and potatoes, yes. Of this episode, I want to remind everyone that Music the Lightblood has a Patreon. We do, and we would love your money. And we want your fucking money. You can Google Music the Lifeblood, Patreon, P A T R E O N, and you can decide how much you, you would like to give us out of the goodness of your heart. Increments as low as $1. And as high as five hundred is five hundred. Still waiting on that five hundred dollar one. I, I that's whew, you are a, a a saint if you're willing to give us five hundred dollars a month. Think about what we could do with five hundred dollars on our already no budget operation. Yeah, like this is this is low budget operation. <laughs> five hundred bucks a month. That's like a, a wage. You have like you have a right. You have an income right. at this point. Right. This is great. You have a measurable. There are teenagers <laughs> who would kill for that kind of money. <laughs> anyway, if you go in the one to ten dollar bracket, because let's be honest, most of you would probably fall in there. Absolutely. Bumper stickers, buttons. You can get a handwritten lyric sheet. Potential T-shirts by Jake or I. We, you can get threatening voicemails left threatening for you. Voicemails. All kinds of all kinds of. You're going to get those anyway, right? <laughs> all kinds of different options in that regard. So go Google Music the Lightblood Patreon and. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter. Yep. We love hearing from you guys. And check out the Music the Lifeblood YouTube because lots of shit happening on there. Did you practice that? That one, that one in particular was really smooth. I've been doing this a long time. I mean, I get it, but that one was like 
That one was smooth. That's that seemed like one of those crazy things you have in your head where you're like, that part of the show is not good. So you just sit and do it over and over and over again. <laughs> I've done this a few times. I thought maybe that was the, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> That's it. We're going to take a short break and then coming at you, descent imminent bladder and bowels into pants spent. Oh. Hey, what's up, motherfucker? This is Dustin from Music the Lifeblood. Are you on Instagram? Do you like that shit? Well, guess what? So is Music the Lifeblood. Just search Music the Lifeblood. You can check out pictures of my record collection, and you're going to get random pictures of Haggis the Wonder Mutt, the official Music the Lifeblood dog. All right, Instagram. Fuck yeah. Music the Lifeblood. Woo! Big Jake. Yes. Do you have a favorite Black Dahlia Murder album? I absolutely do. It's kind of a tie. Let me guess. Yeah. Could be Nocturnal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or... Mm-hmm. The Florate. Yeah, that's yep. the two. <laughs> is it, is it Deflorate def, 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 or Deflorate? I've heard both. Fact checking will ruin this podcast. Yep, good. Yep, fuck it. Um, <laughs> I like to think that I have a pretty good command of the English language. Yeah. The lexicon of words that I choose from on a daily basis. The, it's, it's a... It's a, uh, is, it's a it's deep. It's is, a deep well. Is myriad. Oh, see, look at that. that <laughs> and... uh it's a cacophony of words. <laughs> I'm going to go with deflorate. Yeah, I always said I always said deflorate because deflorate sounds more like um, like something you do when you clean your house. Yeah, or something you do to a garden. You got to deflorate the garden. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're talking about people fucking their yard. We were. That maybe that's it. Maybe that's deflorate. <laughs> I'm going to deflorate the yard. I'm going to deflorate the fuck out of my lawn. Spill my seed. <laughs> Spill my seed amongst the uh, seeds. Undo this patch of clover. <laughs> I say deflorate. Anyway, cool. yeah, but those are my two that I was like. Those are the ones I get behind. Those are the ones that they really started to pick up steam. Yeah. I think um, Nocturnal specifically. That's the, yeah, Nocturnal is the one that like, that's the first one I heard. Yeah. That was like, oh, fuck, what is this? 2007. uh, Nocturnal is 2007, September 18th. Okay. Specific. That's when, I think that was the last album they did with John as the lead guitar player, right? Yeah. How do you say? I don't know, because I know right now their lead guitar player has only been on Abysmal. That's, he's only been on one album, the current guitar player. No, he wasn't on Abysmal. Because Ryan, oh, Drake was twenty sixteen. He came in the band. Yeah, he's yeah. he's only been torn with him so far. Which and I don't Brandon even Brandon Ellis, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if he's a permanent member or not. But I think not. Yeah, Nocturnal was the last album with John, mm-hmm. and I'm not a hundred percent sure how to say his last name. It's K name. Yeah, I, I Kim, saw that one too. I didn't. I'm gonna look it up real quick because I'm kind of curious. I oh. think uh, John Kim, John Kim Painen. <laughs> We're just going to call him Johnny until I can Johnny get Johnny K, much like Johnny C. Until I can get around. <laughs> Let's see. All right. John Kim Payne N. Spell it. Phonetically, it looks like Kim Payne N. Companion, probably. K-E-M-P-A-I-N-E-N. That looks like Kim Payne Companion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird, but sure. That's got to be European. Yeah. I would say Companion, but if it's A-I-N, it's kind of hard to argue with. <laughs> but anyway. I mean, this is fucking America. <laughs> if you're going to have a complicated name, you can get, get the, the fuck, fuck out. out. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to say Kim Payne. Cool. Does that sound good? Yeah. That works. So John Kim Payne. Anyway. 
Nocturnal was the last album with him. Yeah. Good guitar player. Indeed. Um, They're kind of always picking up good guitar players. Yeah. I think, and drummers. Yeah. Shannon Lucas played with them for a while. Well. So. What was the guy? David Locke, I think, that played on the first album. David Locke. Yes. David Locke's on Unhollowed. And then I think that Zach dude played on Miasma. Yeah. Gibson? I don't care for Miasma. I think or it's Gibson. Whoa, Miasma is really good. It's good. I just don't care for it as much. I just like a vulgar picture. Yeah, okay. Nocturnal grabbed me because of the tongue in cheek references to Castlevania. Yeah, what a horrible night to have occurs. Yeah. They put out a like an EP. A, there was a single, yeah, b- yeah. pre 03. Yeah. That was, that was the, I don't know if it was a single or if it was just an, like a. Like a demo that would they had what a horrible night to have a curse and cold blooded epitaph epitaph I always get that word wrong yeah epitaph epit- epit- it was it was like a demo and then like an EP yeah sort of yeah, yeah. I think if um I wonder if you can get a hold of those like oh, I wonder I'm if sure. like I did like an eBay search I could actually oh, find sure. like yeah. an actual one not like what some sort of counterfeit blows my mind about this is that their seven major label releases have all been. There's seven big releases from Unhallowed to Abysmal have all been on a major label. Every single one. They had two EPs. Were they on Roadrunner? No, they're on Metal Blade and have been since Unhallowed. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they that were on Metal Blade. That blows my mind. Yeah. Uh, well, they did the, I mean, c- the, was it the 30th anniversary tour with uh, with Cannibal Corpse for the tw- 25th. 30, it, 20, it would have been the 25th. 25th, yeah. yeah, yeah. With, uh, for Metal Blade. Well, I think the, the neat thing about Black Dahlia Murder, at least to me, is that they, they were kind of the lightning rod for yeah. the newer school of death metal. Yeah. Up until that point, we it were was all the old school guys. Yeah, we mainly. were still relying on. I mean, Cannibal Corpse is the big one. Deicide, yeah. Morbid Angel. Well, Morbid Angels comes up constantly when you're looking at Black Dahlia Murder. It constantly comes up as a like a reference point, I guess. Kind yeah. Of a, yeah. 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 The, I I don't know. I think the neat thing about them is that they were able to kind of parlay it into. It wasn't just a bunch of like dudes my age and older. Yeah. That gravitated towards. We all did. Yeah. Like, I wasn't even, when I heard, let's see, I heard Nocturnal first in 07. That was my junior year of high school. And I, at that point, was just starting to get into heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I was still very much in my little classic rock bubble. But even then, I, I heard Nocturnal and was like, oh, this is something, this is something special. Yeah. Like, there's this, it's, it, I mean, it's basically because of Trevor. Like, let's be rear, rear, real. Let's be real. Like, th- those vocals. There's not a vocalist that does vocals like Trevor. There's not another one. The music's incredibly solid. Mm-hmm. Like, unquestionably incredible musicians. Right. But if it was just any other vocalist in Black Dahlia, I don't think it would have the impact that it has. Because Trevor's vocals are so mm. specific to him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's still he, it's still un, pretty underdeveloped on Unhollowed. Yeah. I think yeah. he... F- like me there's there's a big leap between there's a big leap between unhollowed to miasma yeah big jump really big jump oh, yeah. there. but i think an even bigger jump when they got to nocturnal yeah that became the the sound yeah their the, sound the black yeah. dahlia murder template yep you know i said i don't know when i think of like like deicide 
Yeah, they, well, he you know, like, quoted as Deicide as being his biggest influence. Who, Trevor? Yeah. No, yes. Trevor's favorite band is Megadeth. Really? Well, he's I've said influence, not favorite band. Oh, okay. He I says his vocal and his vocal influences is all Deicide. Oh, Glenn Benton. Yeah, Glenn does. M- I mean, I'd have to go. I don't. His uh, favorite band is Megadeth. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, Glenn. Glenn. He. I mean, he does that guttural thing a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I mean, I don't listen to Deicide on like I any kind of a regular either, basis, yeah. but I know more about Morbid Angel than I do about Deicide. Right. I mean, what is your favorite Black Dahlia Murder album? Lately, I I've been listening to Everblack. Oh, that one is um, really good, and I think that'll piss everybody. Off. Really? Yeah, I like Everblack. Yeah, because I think it's the least death metally. See, I think the one that I like the least is their most successful album. Is that's Ritual? Is it Ritual? Yeah, Ritual hit um, on the top two hundred. Hit thirty one. Mm. That's really high for a death metal album. Well, they have Moonlight Equilibriums on there. But still, that like, the that's, second or third song. That this isn't like a quote unquote like metal band that you can hear like this band could be on the radio at some point or <laughs> we're gonna put out that one single. This is a fucking death metal band. Yeah, that's hitting thirty one in the top two hundred. I think. Well, I think the they're accessible because I think when you 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 put an emphasis on Trevor as a vocalist, but yeah, he's. He is, uh, he's articulate. He's able to, oh, art- yeah. yeah, he's not, it's not like Chris Barnes. Oh, gosh. You know, <laughs> it's not that constantly. Yeah. He's able, he's like George Fisher in that. Yeah. He's, he's, his, he, he enunciates his, gra- his growling him. and his screams are very, very articulate. And it's because yeah. I think it's, uh, has a lot to do with him just using proper vocal technique. Yeah. You know, when you, when like some of those older guys, like, Fuck, if you go back... Even to- George, like, as much as he articulates, you could tell that's straining his voice a lot of times, like, because it's very hoarse, it's very raspy sounding, oh, and that's right, what you want right. to avoid, is right. that, Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I always think of Chris Barnes. Chris Barnes is probably my least favorite, like, notable vocalist. What's his name from Morbid Angel? What's that guy's name? I have no idea. He's the second singer, I think. Like, I, I can't think of a vocalist i'd rather hear less <laughs> we used to just sit around and like talk about bands and stuff right and it was pr- a pretty regular thing to just put on <laughs> six feet under and have a laugh because it's so bad david david vincent okay david vincent was the guy that was there for a long ass fucking time but uh that steve dude i think which one's the guy that does the country music now is that david vincent i think that's david vincent is yeah it david which vincent? i will i don't like country music but i had to say if i had to listen to country music he's doing a pretty good job i remember when ron keel from keel you yeah. ever heard keel yeah that old shitty yeah they're like wasp level you know what I mean? Really, really uh, <laughs> like, that, that that lower middle range '80s band, second, third tier. <laughs> probably has two people on the road crew. Not quite Bullet Boys, <laughs> but definitely <laughs> not quite Bullet Boys, but definitely not Def Leppard. Like you're somewhere in the middle there. <laughs> anyway, Ron Keel, Ron Keel went country at one point. Ugh. I mean, it was like late '90s, early 2000s, maybe. But Keel. Not a good band. Arguably not a good band. <laughs> but they had a little bit of notoriety for being like, you know, part of like that hair. The late hair L- metal movement. LA we were getting right bullshit. into the 90s. But anyway, he put out a country video and it 
<laughs> he had a cowboy hat on and Ugh. he's playing playing like a, an acoustic. And <laughs> I saw an interview with him. He, he was like, "Well, just me and this old box guitar." And it's like, dude, you didn't sound anything like that. Remember <laughs> ten years? Remember ago. five years ago when you were hair metaling it up <laughs> right, and wearing right, spandex? Right. And I was like, my horse is a Harley. <laughs> I can't, like, uh, we should do a video breakdown of that Keel. Yeah, I'm so on board with that. I can't. Ron Keel fucking kills me. Anyway, anyway, David Vincent. That's yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about it. There, yeah, Trevor. Trevor, from a vocal standpoint, yeah. He's really, yeah, really he's, good. Um, I think he kind of set a new precedent, I think. He he made... I remember before this band got big, I remember there being a lot of distaste for high vocals. Like, I remember it being like, you had to have mids or lows, mm-hmm. and that was it. Like, high vocals were very much, like, frowned upon. Are you just talking for death metal overall? Just for any genre of metal. Like, I don't remember there ever being a band until we get into, like, the later metalcore stuff. That was high vocals because the the, the high vocal stuff was kind of generally put on to like the how do I correctly phrase this? Well, <laughs> getting my point across but not being a fucking asshole. <laughs> it was reserved for being in the quote unquote air quotes screamo music. Okay, right, that was right. where your your Davy Havocs and stuff sure. they did high vocals. So the metal guys always wanted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking gutturals. <laughs> and it's like, and then he came along and like his highs are what make him who he is. <laughs> like the highs are uh, so good and they stick out so predominantly. Yeah. Yeah. He cuts through everything. The, yeah. the, as a, I know Brian, Brian there, one of their guitar players or mm-hmm. one of the, I mean, he's been, him and Trevor have been in the band. That's like, they're the two that are, they're like the two. Hate. What? No. Brian, yeah, sh- Brian Eskbach. S S Bach S Bach I think it's Eschbach. Eschbach, he's the rhythmist. He's been Ozba. playing for a long Esh- ass time. Eschbach, yeah. Alzabach. We're gonna call him. We're just gonna call him Brian. Brian. <laughs> Why do all these people have weird last names? It's fucking hard. Because even Trevor's lately. last name is S T R N. Stranad. 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 <laughs> like it's. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't say your name, get the fuck out. Get out of my life. Gross. Don't fucking don't gross. look at my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Brian, uh, up until um uh up like all the way like deflorate, yeah. like Brian like wrote like the music, yeah. Like that. Yeah. I mean, when Ryan when Ryan Knight joined the band, it became more of a collaboration thing. Yeah, which is cool. What is that? Ritual? Uh, I think no, the floor eight. Say, I think the floor eight's yeah. the first one with Ryan on it. Um, it came, you know. Yeah. You know, it's definitely definitely has a, a different sound on it. Two like, pronged, two pronged sort of approach yeah. thing. But the, I remember, I forget what the track's called. Um, the last track on Defler on Defler eight. Uh, I can't. No, I, I can't not. I've been fucking saying it my whole life that way. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's fuck off, man. It, no, uh, no. I think it's funny because when you get into death metal com- conversations, it's all like I don't fucking know how to say that. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I'm what? not gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna say it the way I know how to say it. You say what you want. <laughs> 
It's like Mashuga. I can't ever get Mashuga right either. Uh, it's always Mashuga with me. It's like with two O's. It's a song called I Will Return, by the way. That's, yeah, that's, that's that one's, it's, I remember hearing that and it being like, this sounds way different than every other song they've put out. Like, remember that one has like way more of a, like a carrying theme throughout right. it. And it's a little more like metalcore in places. Like it has a, like a rhythmic pattern behind it all. Right. Yeah. That was a, that was a, uh, a two-pronged effort. That was uh, both of them. Ryan, oh, okay. Ryan, gotcha. and Brian wrote that song. Gotcha. By the way. I just, I, I don't know the Ryan from a guitar standpoint. I think he's so fucking smooth all they, the time. I, they constantly get good talent in that band. They constantly. do. Yeah, yeah. I think um, they're the kind of guys. Like, remember when Chris Broderick joined Megadeth? Yeah. Um. I don't know if they had somebody between because Chris Poland came back for a minute. But anyway, I remember when Chris Broderick joined Megadeth, and Megadeth arguably real fucking technical. Indeed, as far as even rhythm, like Megadeth's rhythm stuff is better than most dudes' lead stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when Broderick joined the band, you could see just like he's studying music. Yeah, that dude knows like, what he's doing. Prof- like, professionally, yeah. he went to school and studied music. You can tell just by the way he plays. Mm-hmm. Same thing with that Kiko guy, too. I don't know if he's, like, went to the school The human abstract was always that way, too. You see those guys play, and it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> those dudes yeah, play yeah. really The well. faceless. See, less so with the faceless, because that it's good. But, like, when you... Well, I remember seeing the human abstract. Um, I'm there, They had their guitar... Their original guitar player left for a long time. And it was to go to music school. And then for their last record for the Digital Veil, he came back. And I saw them when they were touring on the Digital Veil. And, like, they all look fucking, like, metaled up. They all got, like, black guitars. This typical metal affair. And their lead guitar player had, like, a really nice... I remember it was, like, cream-colored uh, strat shape. It wasn't just, like, a strat, but it had that shape. It was, like, real basic. I remember he had on a suit. Like, they were all had on, like, tank tops and stuff, and he had on, like, a, like, green dress pants and a, <laughs> and a khaki-colored shirt with a tie, and the sleeves were rolled up right. and dress shoes. Whenever they got to a solo, he would never, like, like headbang and shit. He would just stand up and get on a riser and literally just stand and play not and not look at anything. Like, he was... Like it was a performance for a recital. Like he was just, it was just all business there right. for a second. Right. Well, I think Ryan Ryan has that vibe to his playing. Though. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I was genuinely sad. I was like, oh, when Ryan left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's got a kid. Yeah, he. I don't know if he has more than one kid, but I know is he, he the one. I was reading when I was reading about this. I said someone in particular had been in the band a while. I think it was Ryan. Said left for a more stable lifestyle. The word, the exact word, left for a more stable lifestyle. Oh, uh, that was way back. Um, okay, so the first drummer. What's that kid's name? I wrote it. Right, Corey, Corey Grady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that Zach Gibson guy. And then Shannon, but I could have swore they had somebody else between them. Shannon Lucas is so good. That P is it Pierre? I I I took down the current the current members. Okay. All I did could have swore there was, the list of past members it's, was insane. It's a bit much. It's a bit much. It's like Leonard Skinner. Like there's so many of well, them. You know who's the worst? Who's the worst? Deep Purple. Oh really? Deep Purple and Black Sabbath set just new precedents of just okay tissue paper. You know we're done with them. with deep, I don't, with Sabbath. 
Yes. I mean, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Ozzy, Geezer, Tony, Bill. Yeah. Uh, Ozzy leaves Ronnie. Yeah. Bill leaves uh, Vinny. Other Apice. guy. Vinny. Yeah, Vinny. <laughs> uh, Vinny leaves to go with Dio to do Dio. Bill Ward comes back. Yeah. Dio leaves Ian Gillen in the band. Ian Gillen leaves. <laughs> and then I think Tony Martin is in there somewhere. And then Eric Singer from Kiss played in a version of Sabbath. At one now, point. is that playing in a version and- of Sabbath or is that just playing on tour with Sabbath for a tour? Well, I think, there's a difference. I don't know. I can't remember. Being what, inducted into the band and being there for a while versus our guy left. We got to have somebody. All, all I know is this. Tony Iommi suddenly found himself alone. <laughs> 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 and there was, he had to go, I need some people. I need a band. I need some people to play in my version of Sabbath. <laughs> Eric Singer, would you like to do it? <laughs> anyway, there's... Like through like the mid to late eighties, there was like a million people on Sabbath. Yeah. I I I think you know I th- Gene Simmons probably played in Black Sabbath. Sabbath at some had point, to be you know? Sabbath like, had to struggle in the eighties. <laughs> you have no <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine idea. that music going over well in the eighties. Oh my god, it was bad. Anyway, Black Dahlia Murder. Pick up the Eternal Idol and just go. Uh, <laughs> no thanks. It's like uh, Jewish food. But I like Jewish. You food. ever had Cavilda fish? <laughs> I have not. It's, that it's like uh, imagine if you um, imagine something the consistency of like hard or not semi congealed pudding. Okay, but very salty, very fishy. It sounds like a pate. Smells like sounds like Viking food. I mean, all their food was like that. And then they eat the the bread with no. It's leave no leaving. Yeah, it's leaving fa- fa- f- shit. I'm the food guy. I should probably know Jewish, this shit. Ju- all I'm saying is Jewish food is the fucking worst. Ah, I don't know about that. It is not. It is not amazing. Fillet is pretty fucking delicious. Anyway, how did we get here from I mean, the Black Diamond Murder? This is a regular question we have to ask <laughs> ourselves. How did we get here? Where is this going? <laughs> Bring it back around, <laughs> David Vincent, Morbid Angel. Uh, anyway anyway there was a million people in black sabbath and deep purple that's all i'm saying there was quite a few in black dahlia murder there is yeah there's a lot they went through i think well i think um you know that might be because of the level that they were at towards the beginning and it's i mean it's it is not glamorous that and they were they were doing the warp tour grind (laughs) for a while like the festival low stage festival grind we're like We'll let you play the show, but you got to get to each show yourself, and we'll give you a hot dog when you get here. <laughs> like <laughs> we might have a barbecue. Yeah, we so, may. Uh, it's just like that is not a. It's one of those things where, as a musician, you're like, that sounds fucking great. But I'm sure once you get there, I'm sure it's not great. And you do it for two years. And you do it for a couple. You're living out of van for a couple years, and just hot, sticky. <laughs> They, they day in and they, day out. They let the they let the bass player go. That big, that big dude. Yeah, yeah. He's in. Uh, I think he's in the funeral thirst video, mm-hmm. and I think he might be in the vulgar picture video. <laughs> Not a hundred percent on that though. But yeah. it was the big chubby guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They let him go. Um, uh, I think. I, I always run into the quote just of incompetence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let him go for incompetence. What does that mean? I know. 
No, he's think. in the videos. He's on the stage. Right. What incompetence! <laughs> what is what is that? <laughs> Probably gets hammered, walks out on stage, and just starts headbanging and playing basses and plugged in. Basses and on. <laughs> he's just like, making the motion. Nothing's not even holding an instrument. All I know is that when Bart joined the band, Ryan Bart, yeah, right? Yeah. They call him Bart. Yeah, Ryan Williams. I don't know why I should look that up, but. It's funny when he joined the band. I love how he was on stage. He'd have his legs, uh, you know, wide. Yeah, yeah. He'd play with his neck up by, up his, by his head. Up by his head, and he'd just do this up and down. <laughs> Basses. I don't know why that's such a bass player problem. When you might as well just play it like an upright bass. It's so far up. Like what? Who's like with corn? Corn does that shit, and it's like. I mean, okay, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> like, I guess that makes sense. But, like, there's a lot of death metal dudes who fucking shred, but they're playing it like it's fucking, like, like a violin, like, like a cello. It's probably comfortable. It's not. You're doing a lot of finger work. It's not, it's... Having, I guess your hand does naturally yeah, set ha- like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, having your arm down like this, you put stress on the, yeah. the tendons in your forearm. <sighs> so, it's it looks so weird, though. I just, I think, I just like the bark guy. I, I just think, like Black Dahlia Murder. I, <laughs> the Deflorate the Deflorate and Ritual lineup, I think, is like at some point somebody's gonna start talking about reuniting that lineup. Yeah. You know, yeah. when we hit some sort of anniversary or something like that. It's like the fucking cannibal corpse with Jack in the band. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Somebody's gonna get Jack back. Has Chris Barnes ever come back to Cannibal Corpse? No. Good. <laughs> Good. Good. I don't like Chris Barnes' vocals. No, he's the worst. (laughs) He sounds like that 15-year-old kid (laughs) who just screams into a microphone (laughs) and then can't talk for two days after the show (laughs) because he screamed into a microphone for 45 minutes. I don't know if it comes from... I don't know if it comes from Chris Barnes, like, just as a death metal representative... No. But the stoner culture that follows behind yeah. behind death metal, I, I always think it's really interesting. It's probably because the straight edge guy is always amazed at the amount of drugs everyone can do. There's a lot of drugs, <laughs> like, you, man. You can do that many pots in a day and, <laughs> and live and like. and walk. Because <laughs> here at MTLB, we do all of the drugs <laughs> clearly. All of the drugs. <laughs> this morning, I did five, thirty-six pots, five pots, <laughs> a half a pile of cocaine, <laughs> cocaine, <laughs> and one PCP. Mm. Me on PCP is a bad idea. I feel like that would be unbearable. <laughs> I feel like insufferable is a good word. <laughs> I just, I just think all all pretenses of civilized behavior just drop. Yeah, at yeah. that point, and it's just I'm. You know what? I'm going to eat your house. <laughs> I'm going to eat physically eat this home. <laughs> You're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> it's going to take a while. Good luck. <laughs> I know the 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 stoner culture. Like, and they seem to be pretty open about it. You know what I mean? Black Dahlia? Yeah. yeah they're, they like the blow, I do believe. Do they? I mean, I remember there being a picture at some point 
where I don't remember if it was like for promotional something or if it was just like a funny haha, but they were all covered in white powder. <laughs> I, mean, I thought they were just in the pot. That was maybe it is man. I thought, were, I thought it was the the blow. Maybe you're thinking of wasp. Wasp did like the blow. <laughs> Chris, wasp liked a lot of drugs. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It's Holmes. Sitting in that pool. Like, if you told me Chris Holmes knew John Belushi, I'd be like, that's about right. Wouldn't it be be amazing if Chris Holmes joined Black Dahlia Murder? Why? That would be incredible. No, it wouldn't. Ryan Knight leaves, they get Chris Holmes. (laughs) Fucking just some geriatric, weird camo pants wearing motherfucker up there. I fucking love it. Those videos... So that just, he like shoots himself yes. from like Europe. He lives in Europe now, I think. Paris. Paris. I thought yeah. it was Paris for Still I Europe. It was Paris. <laughs> I just think it'd be fucking fucking hilarious. It's, it, it's like it's like you could tell this dude's really good. He's a very good guitar player. <laughs> right. But it's like he is so stuck in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if stuck in the past is a, is like even Can, I mean, could he keep up with like the Ryan and John leads? I think musically, yes, but I think on stage he'd pass out and die. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> be red faced. He couldn't do it. <laughs> Can you imagine him at a like a summer festival where it's a hundred degrees right. every day? Right. <laughs> he couldn't do it. He'd die. There's not a, the, the, the tour couldn't supply him with enough liquor to keep him going. I just love to see him doing like backup vocals and just shredding. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Those Ryan Knight really melodic, pretty solos. And yeah, stuff. I just I don't know. It'd be like eventually Chris Holmes. Like you know, it's like that thing where you say if you put enough monkeys in a room, chimps that they'll type out the works of Shakespeare. They'll figure like, something you know, out. Yeah, whatever. The, it's like if you get Chris Holmes in the Black Dahlia murder, eventually the best guitar solo ever will be written. Eventually yeah. something good will come of that. <laughs> right. At least one thing under a mountain of shit. But it's just funny as hell to see him like slamming a bottle of Jack in the middle of a song. <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't be that out of place. The Black Dahlia murder. He's not even playing. Just the guitar. Just, just on stage swinging. Drinking. Just swinging on. <laughs> <laughs> just feedback and drinking. <laughs> I, it'd, be good. it'd be an awesome lineup. It'd be like if we get Phil Collins in Black Dahlia murder. Honestly, like, I think Phil Collins' chops could probably keep up with Black Dahlia Murder. <laughs> Phil Collins is a surprisingly good drummer. Give, I, give him a couple weeks to learn to blast, but I bet he could do it. Can he play a blast? I bet he could. Jazz has that all has that like one-handed blast thing all the time anyway. <laughs> like that one-handed buzz roll. Fucking just give him a week to learn the music, and I bet he could do it. Completely re, just restaff the Black Tie Murder. It's just Trevor and a whole new band. <laughs> Get Flavor Flav as a hype man. <laughs> oh, dude! <laughs> I go to that show. <laughs> just fucking Phil Collins yeah. playing drums. Yeah, you can. <laughs> You feel the pull of your head like equilibrium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs> that would be the weirdest fucking show. I bet 
<laughs> I bet Flavor Flav would be down for that. <laughs> Black Dahlia Murder would not be, but Flavor Flav would be. <laughs> you just go fucking bonkers. I do the seed. Flavor Flav crowd surfing at a death metal show. Oh God, it's fucking incredible! One anyway, only wish we got to get back on track because we went way off. Are we off track? Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about Black Dahlia Murder. <laughs> this is how this works. <laughs> do you have a favorite lyric? I do. Yes, I do. Continue. I said it. Oh, that's right. You did. That, that's your favorite one? Yeah. It's in uh, Into the Everblack on Everblack. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the lyric that immediately comes to mind is from Raped and Hatred. Raped and Hatred by Vines of I was, Thorn. <laughs> um, I was wondering, is that... I wonder if that's about Evil Dead. It is about Evil Dead. Is that what it yes. is? From yes, the, it is. Yes. Evil Dead 2? Is that... I mean, it happened in both of them, but it's we don't talk about Evil Dead 1. (laughs) We talk about Evil Dead 2. (laughs) Yeah? I'm thinking. I mean, the the big thorn scenes from Evil Dead to 2, and then they redid it in the remake, too. And it was real fucked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, (sighs) There's one line... That remake wasn't that bad. I I enjoyed the remake, yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember what the whole line is. I remember at the end of one line is it's on it's either on nocturnal or, or def def deflorate deflorate fuck the yard gotcha on, like, <laughs> on fucking stomp the yard <laughs> but uh it's it's the last bit of the line is of mice and men something something of mice and men mm-hmm. and just the way he always is a mice and men <laughs> it goes like super high, and I'm like, oh god, it's so uh, good. I like, I, I don't know. I into the Everblack lyrically. That's awesome. I just, yeah. I just like the death flim rattle. Uh, death flim rattles, terror choking swan song, rapid decline when old age brings burden to cumbersome. <laughs> I it just goes death flim rattle. <laughs> And the next Jesus. line, rapid decline. <laughs> I I love it every time we do. Like I'll I'll like I I listen to the song. I, go, I gotta listen to that again. I just yeah. wanna, I want to hear yeah. that verse again because it's fucking awesome. It's just, it's it's weird because guitar solo melodies from their band get stuck in my head more than vocals do. <laughs> when you, do you? How often do you listen to Unhollowed? Oh, very rarely. I think I've heard it like three times. The whole from. Really? That. Yeah, I, it's it's always nocturnal. Fuck the yard, <laughs> or, or ever black. Those are the two <laughs> I always listen to. Uh-huh. Is closed casket requiem on? Mm. Yes, it is. It's on. Yeah, yeah, it's on. Yes, that's on unhollowed. So is can, is contagion on that album too? Yes. And then funeral thirst was the video. Yes. It's a weird name. Closed Casket. Yeah. Anyway, I like Closed Casket Requiem. Closed Casket Requiem. Yeah. It's fucking hard. Some death metal song titles are- They get dumb sometimes. Fucking rough. Have you seen their DVDs? Uh, I've watched Majesty a lot. Ma- I have watched Majesty. I've not um, seen Fool Em All. And then there's another one after Fool that. Fool Em All. Right when- um, Is it Fool Em All? Fool Em All in 2014? Yeah, 2014. 
there's one where like it show I think it's there it shows Ryan's first show with the band. Hmm. I'm not like sure. Like they're playing I think they're playing their first show with him as as the guitar player. I think, but I can't remember which one it was on. But I remember just being like, they smoke a lot of weed and they yeah. and they say a lot of funny stuff. Yeah, they're really funny. Yes. I like is it does Trevor doesn't Trevor have a stomach tattoo that just says heartburn? He does. Yeah. yeah. It's just Yeah. They seem like cool guys. <laughs> they seem like they do. you just want to hang out with. I'm always I I like uh, Brian the guitar yeah. the the other guitar player, not Ryan or whoever the new guy is now. I like the fact that he wears like track suits sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I just think he looks, he looks so awkward because he always looks so damn sweaty. Yeah, you know? <laughs> he doesn't. I feel bad saying that, but he just he looks sweaty. <laughs> That's one thing I will say about this band is they never. When I before I saw what they physically look like, right. I had something very different pictured in my oh, head. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they just yeah. seem like just dudes, and I love that. They're a bunch of like D and D. They're nerds, a bunch of fucking you know, nerds. Like, I love it. They're dudes that grew up, you know, playing D and D and just obsessing yeah. over death metal. You don't write a you don't like one of your biggest hits being about an obscure reference to Castlevania two, <laughs> right? Unless you know nerd shit. <laughs> Like, Simon's 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 Quest. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. It's the one that had RPG elements that went from daytime to nighttime and it randomly happened and your screen would just go black and what a horrible night to have a curse to come up on your screen and then the next 10 minutes is like double the enemies and it's not fun. <laughs> it's not a great game. <laughs> Flaccid bullshit. Flaccid bullshit got me. <laughs> one day it scared me. One day you're going to lose a tooth from that thing. I mean it's propped up with my pen. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, this there it goes why, again. <laughs> this is why you should give money to the Patreon. <laughs> so I don't lose teeth. So we can buy falling microphones. Jake a new microphone. That's fine, man. I don't need a microphone. Uh, I think it's cool that um, Bart, as a bass player, he was uh, he he did engineering work on Unhollowed. And that's true um, with a lot of these bands. You find out that like. Before he joined, do. before he joined the band, yeah, yeah. there, you know, three degrees of separation, sort of yeah. thing. But it's and like he peripheries did, the same way. I'm not sure about Everblack or um, Ritual. I mean, he played on Ritual, but yeah, I'm not sure about Everblack <clears throat> as far as like who who produced and who engineered. But I know he did engineering work on Abysmal, and I think Abysmal is it's a really good. Album. I think it's better than Everblack. Oh yeah, I'd agree you with know, that. I yeah, think yeah. I think Everblack is. <laughs> That's the first time that's ever happened. Straight, straighten it out. You straighten it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's so loud. Oh, sorry, it went clear to the floor that time. I've never had that happen. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. You sit there. It's fine. <laughs> I can't. It's awkward now, though. Now it's awkward. Wow, that was all the way to the floor. The stand fell, the mic fell out, and it went all the way to the floor. Uh, the Black Dahlia murder episode is... It's, it's going as expected, it's, I feel like. It's kind of loosey-goosey. <laughs> anyway... Bart did some engineering work on Abysmal. Yeah, yeah. I think that's neat. I like when, like, 
Nolly from Periphery is the same way. Nolly did Periphery 2 and I think work on Alpha and Omega, mm-hmm. I think. And they were just like, hey, we need a bass player. Do you want to play bass? And he was like, yeah, sure. And now he's just in Periphery and has been for years now. Sweet. Yeah, it's all like, because like, you know, when you record with somebody, you find out like, you find out how a band works when mm-hmm. you're recording a band. Sure. And I think when you then let that person into your band, they know how to get things done really well. Just sure. because they know how you all work. Experience. And they can it even from- like, well, even you can kind of like manipulate the system. Cause like, you know, you'll be like, when th- you just know how things work between people, you can be like, Hey, you should do this and like kind of push that person. <laughs> and that may cause someone else to want to do something. Right, and like, right. you can work that system when you work with a, in a, pro- a producer situation. I'm curious to, I'm curious what their recording process is like. You know, what kind of, what are they doing it on? Do they, I bet I, mean, I, 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 you know, I would almost guarantee that they're not working on analog. I bet it's way more rigorous than you would think, too. Right. I bet when it comes down to recording time, I bet these dudes are super serious because every album's so good. Mm-hmm. Every album sounds so technical and so clean. Production wise, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I so think- I bet everything is, is way more, it's, Fun and games, but I bet it's way more business than you would expect. Right. Yeah. Everything from Nocturnal on just, oh, God, new level of, like, death metal production. Whatever. Yeah. What was the studio that um, all the death metal bands went back to in the day? The one down in Florida. Yeah, because they all still live around it now. Like, Cannibal Corpse and all those dudes live in Florida around around that. It's, uh... <sighs> yeah. You know what I'm talking yes, about, right? Yes, I do. Um, they fucking everybody. Yeah. Everybody. I can't that. remember the city it's in, though. Because mm-hmm. there's a city in Florida that's like the death metal like hub. Because all the older bands live there. Hub. Yeah. Hub. <laughs> death metal. Hub. Hub. Death metal. Hub. <laughs> I, for, I too for some reason that made me think of um uh that cannibal corpse album glenn benton did a background vocal on really uh vom- vomit the soul tampa is it in tampa, tampa? Is the death okay. metal fucking capital was it Vomit the Soul, I think? Who who did who did this? Vomit the Soul. Glenn Benton, I think he's on Vomit the Soul okay. from Butchered at Birth. Is Butchered mm-hmm. at Birth their second album? I don't know where I mean I I brought Black Dahlia Murder notes. Eating Back to Life. <laughs> Butchered at Birth. Tomb of the Mutilate. Yes, it's Butchered at Birth. Okay. Yeah. Glenn Benton. Gotcha. With his burnt cross in his forehead. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's funny that, like, once you do that, like... It's, you're just, you're boned. It's like, there. Yeah. Like, it is there. And, like, you, you, there's... Glenn Benton has to go, well, I gotta, I gotta re-up the cross in my forehead. Get better. Someone grab the X-Acto knife. <laughs> no, I think he burns it. Like, oh, he, he burns it? Ah! Takes a brand. I thought he just cut it once when he was young. Yeah, he wears scarred. um he wears those bandanas. Yeah. I think to cover it up. I don't know yeah. how. I haven't seen it. Like I remember uh 
I remember having um I remember having a conversation with a friend when I was when I was like fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Was this kid uh that was just really into like death metal. Yeah. Like he liked like propane and <laughs> fucking Six feet under. Say six feet under. Deicide and six feet under so bad. Just napalm death. Yeah, I like napalm death. Shit, but I remember him being like, "Yeah, he fucking burns a cross in his head." Let's smoke some weed. (laughs) No, that is not the mindset I want to go into smoking weed with. And I I remember being like, "Have you heard the Buzzcocks?" (laughs) (laughs) I really like Foreigner. That was me when I was. I can't ever see Lou Graham burning. (laughs) Fucking hilarious, Lou Graham. Dirty white boy. We're taking Foreigner in a whole new direction. <laughs> Foreigner, the death metal band. <laughs> you get, or you could just burn an F into his forehead. Just Foreigner? The, like, <laughs> the, like the real curvy, like 70s <laughs> Foreigner F? Yeah. <laughs> I'm real serious about real, what we're doing. Real, 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 just, no, just get dirty white boy just tattooed across his forehead. <laughs> the town I grew up in. The town I grew up in and had this guy. I remember his last name was Randolph. I remember that. And he had had a tattoo on his forehead that just said tattoo. (laughs) 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 And he was like, You're like, you're never gonna get a job. No. Like where like how do you live? You know (laughs) who did this to you? (laughs) Why? Who convinced you this was a good idea? (laughs) Ugh. (laughs) Don't I had a friend too when I was a kid. He burnt he burnt crucifixes into his wrist. <laughs> but we just you right, had right weird to, fucking friends. Right to his, I was a Midwestern kid. No right? man, I was. I am also a Midwestern <laughs> kid, and we didn't do any of that shit. We were nuts. Yeah, you had a way different childhood than oh, I did. Oh yeah, yeah. I was a vandal. I was not a vandal. I was yeah. a, I was a goody goody who everyone thought wasn't a goody goody. How many, well, did we have a statute of limitations on my side? Right now. What? Why? So I thought about telling something. Fucking tell something. No, I'm not going to do it. Oh, you I don't know bitch. until I know the statute you of limitations. <laughs> I want to know what the statute of limitations is. On, like, <laughs> okay. Year wise. Okay. Like, I killed the president. No, <laughs> it's been years, man. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I don't want to make sure. All right. All right. Because right. it's very incriminating. Do you like Abysmal? I do. Um, It's not my favorite album. I think it might be their best album like writing wise i think it's really really fucking good mm. but it's not the one i spend the most time on so but it's i think it might be their best album so though. you really like deflorate i really like deflorate yeah a lot yeah and Rit- nocturnal ritual is good see ritual is the one i like the least i remember i bought that like went to a store and bought that and was like oh this album looks fucking sick cause it has the green and black and gold and it looked really cool i popped it in and was like I don't like that. It's still good, but I just never listened to it again. I like on stirring seas of salted blood. <laughs> oh, with the rowing yep. sounds and stuff. I, yeah, I, they played that the last <laughs> time I saw them. I need to go see them again. It's been fucking years. Like 2008 was the last time I saw them. I think. Oh wow, yeah. it's a good show. It's a good show. I went to see him at the the Emerson here in Indianapolis. Oh, I I am fucking lying to you. I saw them at the Emerson like a year ago. Well, did you go to that show? Yeah, I worked that show. I I was uh, standing at the back directing people in and out and stuff, and okay. making sure kids didn't get hurt and stuff. Okay. Yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah, that was one they they came through and like it was shoulder to shoulder packed at the Emerson, like yeah. clear to the I back. How, I wonder how much the Emerson. Did holds. you go to that show? Yeah. How did I not? See, we knew each other. How did I not see you? <laughs> we were. I was already <laughs> on the show. Yeah, you were. How did I not I don't see know. We, you? We probably just didn't communicate with each other. <laughs> probably not. No, I saw. I Lorna Shore played that night too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. I mean, they're a good man, but I can't get into them. Yeah, yeah. They're like that. Um, uh, kind of like. They sort of remind me of like cleansing era suicide silence, sort of. Oh, early suicide silence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but more dark. Yeah, uh, that was the show. I don't, I don't know how to say it, but I remember they used the fucking bla- base blocks all the time. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, sub drops. <clears throat> that was the show that I talked to Trevor for like ten minutes and didn't realize it was Trevor. Because he had let his hair grow way out oh, and yeah. grew a crazy beard. Yeah, you were talking about that. And I was just standing outside talking to this dude who was super nice. And then I was like, oh, see you, man. He's like, oh, see you. And then, like, was watching the show and was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> that was that, that was, was Trevor. Trevor. <laughs> I think he's he really is. He really is truly, like, an ambassador to, like, the extreme metal community. He really fucking is. Like, he's yeah. invested. Yeah. Just fucking invested. Yeah. In, in just death metal. I can see him. He writes a writes a column. Does he? I think it's. um, I think it's for Metal Injection. Yeah, I know his column's called like the what is it? The obituarist, obituarist, something to that effect, Mm -hmm. something obituaryist or something like that. But talks about like what he's into and you know what he's discovered that sort of thing. So I I mean like I really think he like. Has a sense of pride about kind of flying the banner. Oh, absolutely. You know, flying, waving the flag for really, really heavy stuff, which is neat. Because it's, it's, you don't, <clears throat> you don't really have that. It's kind of like, um, Jason Newstead is that way. Yeah. Like, Jason's a little very, bit different, but yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Rob Halford, too. Oh, fuck yeah. Rob's just kind of like the elder statesman, so yeah. to speak. So. It's just, it's crazy how, like, how extreme of a metal band these guys are. And how still incredibly successful they are. Like six of their seven major albums have topped the top two hundred. Yeah, I wonder like, f- physical copies. I wonder what they're moving. I imagine probably less so these days. I, I don't know. I say that, but that time we went to that Black Dahlia show, Abysmal had just come out, and they had forty dollar Abysmal vinyl there. Oh wow! And I remember. Everybody had that vinyl. Everybody was walking out with that vinyl. And it's like, that was a $40 vinyl. And like, I saw tons of them leaving that building. It's a niche. I mean, it's a niche thing. It must have been. I'm one. It's probably a gatefold and has a lot of really good artwork in it. Even still, like, moving, if they're moving records that well, yeah. They're probably moving CDs pretty well, too. I would, I don't know. I would imagine they probably do. Anywhere from ten to fifteen thousand in like yeah. opening week, yeah. probably something somewhere in that. I mean, vicinity. I know I've have bought physical copies of Nocturnal, Deflorit, and Everblack and Ritual. I just never listened to it again. I wasn't. I didn't listen to a whole lot. You don't like lot. Ritual? I don't like Ritual, man. Like it's, it's not, again. It's not bad. It's just my least favorite album of hmm. theirs. I think it's good. I need to pick up Abysmal, like really. I mean, like Moon- I listened to it on YouTube. But I need to actually <laughs> Moon- buy it. Moonlight Equilibrium got really popular yeah, for a it's while. It's a really it good felt song. Felt like everybody was talking about it constantly. Yeah, most people 
really like Ritual. I just never never got into it all that much. Mm. I think that's Bart. That was the last album with Bart, right? Um, Before Max joined the band. Yes. Max played on Everblack, right? Yes. Yeah. That Max dude seems cool. They have an Alan Cassidy on drums right now. That's a name I'm completely unfamiliar with. Played in Abigail Williams. That's that's the one. I knew there was somebody in this band that played in Abigail Williams, and now he's with them. Yeah, but I he's a really good drummer. Yeah, he's uh <clears throat> he doesn't have as much flair as what Shannon Lucas did. I mean, that's really hard to do. So I in in my opinion, in yeah. my opinion, I think. Even for death metal, I think Shannon overplayed sometimes. Oh, I love Shannon Lucas. But I think, I mean, he keeps the, you know what I mean? Yeah. They do a lot of, they're very intricate Yeah. in the way they construct songs and, and the, the phrasing of everything and stuff like that. But there's just times I think that Shannon just overplays a little too much. I saw him when- I remember, he- no, I remember noticing it on um, the first time I saw that Necropolis video, the one in the yeah. bowling, the yeah. bowling alley. I remember looking at that going like, eh. You know I, uh, I mean? met take, him. Take it down and I met him when he was on tour with uh, Battlecross. <clears throat> and he's just, he's crushingly good. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah he filled in for him for yeah. a little while. It well, He's so good. He is really good. I think he... Uh, I he's think one he, of my top five, I see think. the one that <clears throat> left... Um, is he the one that left to like do a tattoo shop or something? I think he just does uh, solo drum stuff now. I think he's a studio musician more than anything. I could swear he was like. I think. Don't he, quote me on he, that. But. Like he was going <clears> to <throat> own a tattoo shop. Something to that. I mean, maybe that's probably more of a stable career. Than, yeah, it's probably yeah. nice. You're not yeah. fucking eating ramen all the time. I always think of, you know, it's funny. It's, I mean, we're talking about death metal drumming yeah, yeah. real quick because I think it's. Should talk about uh, Paul from Cannibal Corpse. And his weird technique that's incredibly foreign sometimes. Like, the way he <laughs> plays is really odd. He plays all hunched over. I know that. Yeah. And that can't be fucking good on his back. Yeah. But, yeah, he is really, really weird. He, it's just something the way he plays is just odd. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It almost sounds like he uses jazz technique. Like, like not he's actually using the cross sticks. Like traditional sticking, but like there's something about the way he plays that sounds very smooth. Like, like I don't know. There's something about it that's odd. See, to me, he's kind of clunky. Is that what you think? It's clunky. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think he's not. Um, he doesn't have like a real nuanced approach to his playing. He's yeah. very just like bah, 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 bah. he's very like bowl in a china shop. Maybe. But the way that he, the way that he plays, and people <clears throat> anyway. I'm bringing it up because uh, I saw um, it was like a it was like a playthrough video from him, or he had a like it was just like a like a GoPro video yeah, yeah. of him playing through a song or something. And I thumbed down to like see what the the comment section was saying and stuff like that. And everybody was real real critical of what he was doing. But I think like I mean. He, you have to consider him like a pioneer. Yeah, like some of the earliest death metal drums yeah. were by him. Yeah, I feel yeah. like he kind of helped shape it. Him and Gene. And Gene, yeah. <clears throat> but everybody gets on everybody. I feel like every time he comes up when it comes to death metal drumming, everyone mm-hmm. is so fucking critical. It's because he, what he does <clears throat> is very... I would almost say minimalistic compared to what we're used to. Like you said, we're used to Shannon Lucas... Who is you know stick tricking it up and mm-hmm. doing all kinds of off time stuff and versus what he does is really just 
it's it's he's he's just what you would expect. Like just he's staying with the beat. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do anything flashy very often. Yeah, but he's oh God, he's so fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, even look at <clears throat> even look at like I mean, everybody knows Hammer Smashed Face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Everybody knows that song, but even within that song, mm-hmm. like I remember the first time I heard it, I remember like shaking my head, just be like, "What?" <laughs> you know what I mean? The 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 time the time yeah. you know the time stuff that it, the changes that he decided to make just in that song as a composition, even then, just makes you, what what yeah you know. Uh, the one that always got me was was a uh, evisceration play because it's kind of slower. Mm-hmm. And like it's his footwork because it's it's really like just short like like real blasty quick stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember being like, that's the the phrasing and where he chose to put those are really weird. Yeah. Like where you think they would go based on just like rhythm. Like just you hear the song, you're like, oh, the downbeats here, the rhythm's gonna go here. Like it's never where it should be. Right. And that's that was really cool, but. He does play super hunched over, and that video was really obvious that he plays really hunched over. He does. And it's like, yeah. oh, you're that, back, dude. That may have shaped his technique. You never Maybe. Know. That's why like, he plays weird now because yeah. he's kind of sore. Cool cool thing that um, um, I mean, he's I mean, he's a musician. I know he knows how to play guitar, but he writes a shit ton of lyricists or lyrics. Lyrics. <laughs> does he really? Yeah, he does. Hmm. He writes a bunch <laughs> of lyrics, a bunch of them. Hmm. Um, where I was, it was almost like Charlie from Anthrax. Yeah. Charlie writes the vast majority of music for that band. Wow. Yeah. And Scott Ian writes the lyrics yeah. for Anthrax. And it's, it's weird with fucking Cannibal Corpse because he, like he's, he, he's, he has his hand so much so in the composition side of yeah. Cannibal Corpse that I think if you remove him, it's not going to be Cannibal Corpse. He's yeah. that fucking important. Like Fran, uh, Frantic Disembowelment. Um, Monolith. Yeah. He, he just like, yeah, he's he's, a- he's super fucking important to that <laughs> band. And I just, I just think it's real interesting it's- because everyone kind of like from a drumming standpoint, like I always hear people just kind of shitting on him and I don't understand why. Yeah. I, I agree. I don't, I don't get it. It's so weird when you find out there's a member of a band who seems seemingly less important than others and, and they're <laughs> the most important. It's like with Dragon Force, Sam yeah. writes almost everything for that band. Which one is he? He's the rhythm player, the one that no one talks about. Okay. The other guitar player. Right. And like he writes the lyrics, he writes the melodies, he writes a lot of the riffs. Like he is the main contributor of music to that band, but like no one talks about Well, him. I think everybody in their head is so used to the idea that, you know, the, 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 the singer is yeah. kind of like the is the is the compass of the band. They're yeah. the one that are pointing them in the direction and mobilizing, That's, which happens a lot. It you does, know what I mean? but it's not. It's as as often as it happens, it often doesn't happen. Yeah, like yeah. There's always that. There's always a guy that leads the way, but right. it's not always your vocalist. <laughs> so who do you think? Who do you think is? Who do you think is better, Shannon or Alan? No, Shannon's better. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I yeah, Shannon's better. Shannon's one of my favorite drummers. He's just He's very technically proficient. So good. I just think I just think sometimes he overplays. That's my thing. I like Alan because I think uh Alan's like Alan's like a good mixture of like 
Paul from Cannibal and yeah. and Shannon. See, I'm I like I like what you would probably you what you would consider overplaying is what I like. Right. So I like all the little intermediate or intermittent bell work, ride bell work. It just gets to be it just gets to be a little much. I like it. I think well, I think I think Black Diamond Murder of that generation that they like I said, they were like the lightning rod for newer death yeah. metal. Oh yeah, that they're gonna they're kind of pushing the the expansion of the of the genre in that let's see technical way. Yeah, let's yeah. let's see let's see how far we can take this sort of thing. Yeah, because I would never never call them prog, but I would not feel too uncomfortable to call them possibly tech death. Like they throw down some technical mm-hmm. stuff. I wouldn't I'd say yeah. they're death metal, but like if someone came to me and said Black Diamond is a technical death metal band, I'd be like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They could play on a bill with like the Faceless, the Necrophagist. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about whoa, buddy. I don't know about that. But <laughs> it's too much. No, no they they fu- absolutely could. It's fucking too much with the Necrophagist. You're wrong. <laughs> it's I could. <sighs> Like it's a, brain it, drill is too much, <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Right. See, I actually don't hate brain drill, but I will say that it's it's select times because it literally is just. It's like oh, they're like the they're like the death metal king crimson. That's how I see It's like them and Rings of Saturn are just like sometimes. It's great. Sometimes it's too much. <laughs> yeah. It's like Vinny Vincent unchecked. <laughs> so Vinny Vincent. You think Vinny Vincent could play death metal? Oh, fuck yeah. I think I think he could. I think he has the ability. I don't think he would. Right. But I definitely think he has the ability. We got to get Vinny Vincent in the Black Dahlia murder. See, I have. We were talking about replacing everyone earlier, except for Trevor, and he was my first thought. Was we need <laughs> Vinny and Black Dahlia? Vinny Vincent needs to join Black Dahlia. <laughs> so, what do you think? What is what is the legacy? What is the legacy of this band? Vinny Vincent. <laughs> we got to do, th- do a Vinny episode. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, I think they have a huge legacy. Oh and yeah, and it's not even over. Like, yeah, that's what's cool. Yeah, I think um, I think they're going to be in another five, ten years. They're going to be how Cannibal Corpse is. Cannibal Corpse is. I mean, I'm not. I'm not calling them fucking old. You know what I mean? But it's going to be real fucking hard for yeah. Paul to continue to be Paul <laughs> in, yeah. in Cannibal Corpse because. That drumming, it's not like Charlie Watts from the Stones. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You, where he could do that till he's dead. He'd do that till yeah. he's dead, and he'd be okay. It's it is not that. Yeah, it's hard to blast for that long yeah. and do things like that. Yeah, yeah. The, and there's a certain kind of um, um, there's a certain sort of degrading of the body. Yeah, that happens as you get older with that kind of drumming. So because you're you lose your, your <clears throat> it's your twitch muscle reflexes with sure. the, where you can just sit and shake mm-hmm. the thing because that's that's what that blasting is is that unless unless you're using a flying finger technique like Hoagland, it's just like a like a, a shimmer. You're just shivering your arm and yeah. on the drum and like you lose that the older you get because your muscles just won't do that anymore. Right. Well, I mean, you lose muscle weight. Yeah, yeah. The older you get, but. I know. I think. I. I think the Black Diamond Murder have. I think in another five years or so, they're going to look up and go, "Oh shit!" Like it's us. Yeah. 
you know, where I, th- I would argue that they're already bigger than a lot of their predecessors. Uh, well, you, well, I think. Well, mm, if you walked up to ba- a, base, base that on base that you're. I think you're saying that probably based on modern day, um, modern day sort of marketing, modern yeah. day notoriety and things yeah. like that. I don't necessarily. I would say relative to their time period. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably about at the same level that Cannibal Corpse was at. At Cannibal Corpse's, I guess peak. I guess I don't. I mean, I don't know because yeah. I feel like Cannibal Corpse have been able to stay at a level and maintain it. I just I know for, if, I, if I walked up time. to a guy on the street who was not super into metal but just knew like that average Joe kind of guy and said, "Who's Carcass? Who's the Black Dahlia murder?" Okay, we're gonna yeah. like no. I get what, I get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying, but I I don't think they're I don't think they're any more. I don't think they're necessarily bigger mm. than like Cannibal Corpse because I mean Cannibal Corpse is the death metal band. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're, they're yeah. it, and then behind that on the second tier is fucking Morbid Angel. Yeah, six feet under. Probably, I, don't, I don't know, know about that. Probably Deicide. Oh, there you, you yeah, know? that all go. And away. then like on down from there, you got fucking. That goblin band or whatever they're goblin called. Goblin band? Yeah, what is it? Um, Necro ne- Goblin? Necro Goblicon? <laughs> no. Yeah. Necro Goblicon. Is that what it is? Yeah. No, it's, I think it's Necro Goblin. I'm not familiar with Necro Goblin. They're, they're I know ne- Necro Goblicon is fucking great. Like, Iron Maiden has Eddie, and then this band has, like, a dude that wears a green goblin outfit. Yeah, and, like, he's, like, a business suit, and the green and the yeah. goblin. Yeah, that's Necro Goblicon. Is that what it is? Po- 100% positive. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. No, I don't fucking know. They're great. You should listen to them. <clears throat> or that uh, Infant Annihilator. Infant Annihilator. <laughs> yeah, fucking funny. Um, yeah, I think I think they'll probably <clears throat> they'll continue to carry the torch that Cannibal Corpse is. Yeah, I think I think they're. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I think they. You could put all those bands on a tour, and have Black Dog and Ritter on there, and it. I wouldn't question it. Right. I'd be like, oh, they're just the young guys on the tour. Right. And like, I think. Which is weird because they're not, you know what I mean? I mean, well, they're compared to like Hannibal Corpse. They're young guys. Well, yeah, the Cannibal Corpse guys are in their 50s, but I mean. I mean, I'm assuming. Black Daddy Murder, they're all in their 30s. I'm assuming, I'm assuming they're probably late 20s, early 30s is what I'm assuming. No, no. Really? No. I think they, I assume they were my age. They were in their early 20s in an, on, on Hollow. That was 15 years ago. Was it? I thought they were like teens when that came out. No. When their first album came out. Like, I think they're like in their mid 30s. Huh. Well, then, yeah. We'll see if we can figure out Trevor's birthday. Yeah. I mean, just fucking Google that shit. Keep talking. But I feel like the any one of those bands, the, those top tier high death metal bands, could drop out at any point and be like, hey, we're calling it quits. It's had a good run. And Black Dahlia Murder, we could just remove them and put Black Dahlia Murder in their place. It'd be like, <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like even Cannibal Corpse being as big as they are, like they fall off and like they fall, say they break up in the middle of a tour. Right. You could bring on Black Dahlia Murder as the head, as the headliner for that tour and no one's going to bat an eye. Like it'd be fine. The dudes my age and older would get pissed off. Really? They fucking complain about everything. I mean, we all complain about everything. It's internet culture, but it's just true, man. Everybody bitches about something. Old school metal. Well, I think all metal. We're all emotional fucks. Yeah. We wear our emotions on our sleeves. All metal fans are bitchy. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I mean, it's fine. Whatever. He's in his mid-30s. Okay. I'm just going to say that. He's probably not that much younger than I am. 
Probably, I mean, maybe. I, I assumed he was 31, 32, so. Yeah. Maybe 32, 33. Anyway. Not, not as young as you'd think, I guess. They're an important band. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a song that says, Decent, Eminent, Bladder, and Bowels into Pants Spent. That's such an odd... Because it's the word pants makes it seem comical. You could have said onto the ground or anything, and it would have been fine. <laughs> Decent, but. Eminent, Bladder, and Bowels onto Ground Spent. Yeah, that makes this fucking way more metal or than just pants. Descent, Eminent, Bladder, and Bowels onto Face Spent. Ah, we're, we're getting into, like, grindcore area with that. <laughs> we're getting, getting into some weird shit there. We have now hit anal cunt. <laughs> Even saying the name is... Nobody wants to be anal cunt. <laughs> Not even anal cunt. Not even anal cunt. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Wait, what did we... Uh, was it you and I that He's were... He's 36. He's a year younger he than me. He was born in 81. Okay, right on. May right. 3rd, 1981. All right. Good looking guy. Oh, yeah? Is that you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's for like, because I think he got a gray death metal looks on a different. <laughs> you gotta it's give it complete, like a handicap. It's, complete, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's complete, completely different grady, grading scale. Really, yeah. Good looking guy. Good looking guy for let me take a look. I'll man, I'll I didn't. Clarify. I didn't realize he was that close to me in age. He looks so different with long hair and a beard. Remember when Tom Araya started growing out his beard, no. and he looked like the the Latino grizzled Santa Claus. <laughs> no, but that sounds about right. When I saw him, when I saw him on Christ Illusion, there was a guy in the audience that, that turned to me and said, "He fucking looks like Santa Claus." And I looked at him, and I just sort of stared at him for a few minutes, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he does. does. He looks like a really, like, like... Death Metal Jerry Garcia. Danny Trejo version of, of Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that movie. <laughs> I, want, I want all older Death Metal guys to just, like, just... Like kind of like Chris Holmes is now. Like, yeah. He looks just like really like. Are you homeless? <laughs> You're a criminal. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> You're in. You broke out of jail. I guarantee you. You've had a gangbang at some point. <laughs> <laughs> gangbang with biker chicks and like biker dudes. Oh, funny story. Funny story. I gotta oh, tell. I gotta tell everybody. What could have possible? What story <laughs> could possibly come out of that? Reminding you. <laughs> this of it? is good. So the guy that did my right arm, right? Yeah. Um, my tattoo, the scarecrow pumpkin patch yeah, yeah. thing I have. Uh, uh, he tattooed, he learned to tattoo with the Hells Angels. Right? Oh my God. And he said he was at a biker rally once. And there was this biker chick there, just like she set up shop with a bucket of soapy water. This is going where you think it's going. She's just fucking dudes and washing up and fucking. <laughs> no, 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 oh, no, no, no. She set up shop with a bucket of soapy water and like a rag, a rag, and she sat down. And she'd be like, "All right, fellas, come get your dick washed. You don't want to fuck your woman with a dirty dick." 
That's way. That's not nearly as bad as where I thought that was going. So <laughs> I just think that's the, really funny. The idea of like this toothless biker chick washing dick with her fucking wings tattooed on her back, <laughs> <laughs> washing biker dudes' dicks <laughs> like a like a sweaty like <laughs> like been on the bike all day. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. <laughs> oh god. And what I thought like what I thought like how much how much would it take to pay one of those bikers to drink that water? Probably less than you'd think. 200. That's less than it I think. <laughs> like, that's, that's about right, I feel like. <laughs> Talk about Trevor should write some lyrics about that. That shit. That. Ugh. Ugh. Come Again, on. we're 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 getting back into the anal cunt territory. <laughs> Need to stay away from that. Ugh. Gross. Gross. People are fucking gross. People are the worst. You guys are gross. Who's the hell's angels of all people like? I mean, I can't say I'm surprised, but uh, yeah. Watch who you get tattooed by. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially people. I, I mean, you know, if you got if you're getting tattooed by someone that's washed dicks, yeah. with, other than their own, with a bucket of soap. That's fucking weird, man. <laughs> I mean, public service, good on her, but like, good on her. But ugh. I feel like that's just an old horny lady that just wanted to see some dicks. <laughs> that's what I feel like that boils down to. That's what I feel like that boils down to. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, this reminds me. Yeah. There's this uh, prostitute that walks uh, Washington Street, just like two blocks north of here. Okay. Where I live in Indianapolis. Are we going to interview her? <laughs> well, I... Okay. <laughs> I fucking knew it. When my when my wife and I will drive, you know, like when we're driving towards downtown Indianapolis, yeah. we'll see her out there. Yeah. Walking her fucking hooking route. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's interesting. I mean because like she's in her late fifties, early sixties, and oh, like wow. it is very plain to see. Anyway, I was going to the Kroger to get some baked beans. Yeah. The other day. I think baked beans. Doesn't matter. Continue. No. I was buying Ovaltine. Okay. This is important. The details no, are important. Not. The details are important. Anyway, I saw her. I saw her stop and start talking to a John. Yeah. And she got in the car. Oh fuck! And they turned down an alley, and I went the other block to see what was going on. That car started rocking and shit. Yeah, <laughs> I lost them eventually, but you're a fucking I creep, was, dude. I was what? No, I was. I was genuinely curious, like how this is working, how this is working, because. Most prostitutes at this point have they they use Craigslist and Instagram to do to do what they're doing to meet to meet with their guys. She's doing that like, old school way. Yeah, she's like, and I wanted to be all like, you know, keeping it real. <laughs> good, th- good job keeping the career alive. <laughs> good fucking job, lady. <laughs> you know, you're a fucking creep. How many, Black Dahlia murder. How many freebies do you think she gives in a week? Mm. If you tip well. More than you'd think. <laughs> this is Less the, than you hope. This is the worst. <laughs> this is the worst conversation. It can get Let's so fucking bad. wrap this shit up. We're <laughs> way off the rails now. We're way off the rails. Uh, uh, Black Daddy murder. Black Daddy murder. Uh, ritual? No. Nocturnal. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. I still really like Miasma. They're also about to go on tour. This is the 10 year anniversary of, of Nocturnal. They're playing it in its entirety. Whoa. I'd like to go see that. So. I like Ever Black a lot too. Me too. Listen to the Black Dolly Murder. All of it. It's all good. Flip Death Rattle! <laughs> Rapid Decline! <laughs> Fuck out of here. It's my best Trevor impersonation. All right, anyway, that's the Black Dolly Murder episode. Rapid. Music the Lifeblood, something old. Something new. What are you listening to? Death rests in our hands This wasted city is our promised land And I 